0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Half Hour of Power. I am Joe Mark. Hey. You here? Hey, hey yes, how I'm you I'm
1: here. Doing? I'm here. I'm good. Hey, thanks, thanks, for thanks for inviting me on the show.
0: Well, yeah, well, we are doing this show because you requested this show. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So we're going to talk about Die Hard, which yes. is a movie I've seen a lot and Maybe eventually would have gotten around to a show, but uh, quite honestly, I probably never would have done a show on it just because I just never would have thought of it. Uh, But Mark is a diehard super fan, aren't you?
1: Yes, I am. Yes, I am. a very big fan.
0: Yeah, you put this on uh, as background noise.
1: I watched this. I must have watched this a thousand times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, I'm... A lot of background noise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, as is uh, tradition here, let us see if you can guess the Rotten Tomatoes scores. So, right. what do you think the critics say about Die Hard?
1: I give this, I give it, because maybe I'm being biased, because I feel like this is a perfect movie I would have to give this a critic score of ninety percent.
0: Ninety percent. All right. So yep. the critic score on is ninety four percent. Whoa. Okay. So what do you think the audience score is?
1: I think the audience score is higher. I think the audience score would be like ninety seven percent, ninety eight percent, or hundred yeah. even.
0: <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, the audience score is ninety four percent.
1: Wow! 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 That's yeah. Whoa. very Whoa. Good. That's crazy. That is very Great.
0: good. Um, absolutely. So this movie, Die Hard, came out in nineteen eighty eight. Stars Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman. Everybody's favorite jerk face, Paul Gleason. <laughs> and everybody else's everybody's second favorite jerk face, William Atherton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, him, got
0: two of them in there. Um also Reginaldville Johnson is in it and a very good supporting role. Oh yeah. Um, All right, so what is this about, Mark? Like, we need to tell you, buddy, but let's (laughs) do it anyway. There are actually Uh people who have not seen Die Hard.
1: Oh, man. Would they live under a rock?
0: (laughs) Yes, they do, yes.
1: Well, Die Hard is about John McClane. He's a New York cop. He goes out to Los Angeles, California, to a Christmas party and where he's going to meet his wife over there, and things go awry as he is, yeah. as he is just uh, sitting in the room waiting, and uh, then these terrorists just come by and they just take over the whole thing. That's crazy, right? That's just crazy.
0: That is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, but, that is crazy. You know, it's, they,
1: they, uh, say it's <laughs> they say it's not a Christmas movie, but it has undertones.
0: Okay, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, it? okay. It sounds like I know what stance you are gonna take on that. <laughs> uh, so here we go. So what this has a estimated budget between 25 and 35 million, and it's domestic box office take. Is between 139 and 141 million, so that's I believe that is 1988 dollars. I don't think this is this is uh, adjusted for inflation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, so I hadn't seen this in quite quite a few years, but I know I really enjoyed it. So you said, why don't we do Die Hard? You've never done Die Hard. Well, I'd have to watch it again. Yep. And I'm glad I did because it's just as good, if not better, than I remember. Um, I don't know. Maybe it is a perfect movie. There's not much I could see in it that I would change. I don't really, you know, watching it again, I was trying to keep that in mind because we were talking about that yesterday. Yeah. Is there much in it that I would change? I can't really see anything that I would change in it. I can't see anything I would trim or things that I would want added to it. Um, but you, uh, are straight up, this is a perfect movie. So what do you say?
1: I say, I say it is, a, I would not change a thing about the movie. And I feel, I mean, you know, I feel like it's a perfect movie. I feel like there's nothing you could do to this movie or change this movie or anything to make it any better. It's just, it's just, it's just a great movie. These are one of these movies that you, you can uh, just watch over and over again. I mean, some people can just watch movies over and over again and not get tired of it, and laugh at certain points. It just has everything in it: it has a little comedy, it has a lot of action. You know, it's just it's just a uh, an all around great movie. You get a lot of suspense from you know what I mean. You just you, it's just a, a great movie. I can't. I can't say I would change anything about it. If they did happen to uh, change something, like they do with movies, or, or, yeah, you know, and they ruin them, that's a different story. But you just, you can't do it. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. just, this movie, you can't touch this movie. That's it. You can't touch it. You can't what? You can't touch it. You just can't touch this movie. <laughs> If they started that, well, you know, people get annoyed
0: with them. (laughs) Yeah, uh, they would. Um, So we were talking a little bit about this before the show, but Die Hard is based on a a book. And the book is called Nothing Lasts Forever. It came out in 1979. It is written by Roderick Thorpe. So I've never read this book. Have you read this book? I have never read this book.
1: And the, the weirdest thing is I probably, uh, for me, I did not hear of this until way after Die Hard came out. I didn't even know. And then upon Wikipedia and things like that with the Internet, then I found out about uh, the, the book. With, then I knew about the book later on, way later on. You know? yeah
0: oh yeah um, it's it's kind of interesting because this is a this book is a sequel to a book he wrote called The Detective which was made into a movie in 1960 68 yeah 68 with Frank Sinatra <laughs> amazing right um I've never seen that movie. Me. Either. So I'm wondering I know that movie isn't going to be like Die Hard but I'm just kind of really curious now just to kind of check it out. Yeah, um, yeah it makes me What curious, about you? Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it makes me curious oh, yeah. to to go in uh, to just check it out. I mean,
0: yeah. I've never seen that one so that would be oh. interesting. Uh, so it says here that Roderick Thorpe saw the movie The Towering Inferno, which we all know is about a skyscraper that catches on fire.
1: Yeah.
0: Um that night when he was asleep, he had a dream of a man being chased through a skyscraper with guns. Okay. He woke up and came up with the idea for nothing lasts forever, and mm-hmm. he made it a sequel to the detective. So it could be made into a follow-up film starring Frank Sinatra. <laughs> wow.
1: That's great. That's a nice little tidbit of information. That I mean,
0: really can't... is. I did not know that at all. I, I knew it was based on a book. I didn't know. I didn't really know the books. I didn't, didn't remember the book's title, but I've never read the book and I didn't know that it was part of a series. Uh, I don't know how many books are in the series. Uh, um. So I don't know, two or three, maybe, I think. So there's...
1: I think. I'm I don't not, know. There's, know what, a, there's don't a couple
0: different ones. Um, okay, that's... Uh, okay, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. That's <laughs> not, uh, you know, you go down there. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, and also, it kind of made me curious about... Uh, I don't know, maybe picking up this book and reading this book. Nothing lasts forever. I was just looking at the book synopsis, and you and I were talking a little bit about this. Yeah earlier um the basic framework is all there it looks like to me after reading the synopsis of the book everything is there there are certain things changed, characters are changed a little bit company names are changed um yeah you know, just sort of stuff like that but uh just for fun mm-hmm. there is a listing of things that are famous action sequences in die hard that are in this book um, are you ready? Ooh, yeah, yeah. i like to
1: hear
0: um that. so in the book, John McClain is named Leland, Joe Leland. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh Leland. I'll just say I'll just say McClain for clarity. McClain crawling through the H V A C Ducks. Oh, that was a yeah. very good scene where he has uh what is the famous line there that we all know? What is it?
1: Oh, I'm going out to come, come out to California. Have some few drinks.
0: That's right. Yeah, it's a great shot. Uh, it's a fun uh, little moment. You know, he's upset. I wouldn't want to crawl through the ducks, but I suppose I could if I had to. Uh, McLean dropping a C4 bomb down the elevator shaft. Oh, That's yeah. a great scene. Oh, yeah. Um, McLean jumping off an exploding roof with a fire hose attached to his waist and then shooting through a window to gain re-entry. Oh so, yeah. That's, that's a, a good scene. And McLean taping his gun to his back at the climax. Oh yeah.
1: Awesome scene. They, so, they, I mean, they, 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 they're seen, uh, we're in the book you said.
0: yes. Yeah, so these are all oh. from the book in the book. <laughs> so the whole, uh, I mean, I just—it's just, just kind of interesting. I mean, that's just a small. Those are just some of the most famous action sequences. So, I mean, obviously, a book being translated into a movie is going to be changed in certain ways. Oh yeah, absolutely. because a uh, a movie is just a different medium than a book, and you can do things in a book that you can't do in a movie. And you do things in a movie you can't do in a book. Yeah. Um, so that's just, that's kind of interesting. but you know what, um, I don't know. I might, uh, pick this up and try and, uh, read it at some point. Um, it was out of print for a while, but it was brought back into print in 2012. And I guess it's an ebook, uh, but you might be able to find this book somewhere. You might be able
1: to find it. The 20th,
0: yeah. You might be able to find it, but, uh, if it might cost a lot, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, mm. Also, and this is kind of uh, interesting too. Other action heroes of the day turned down the role of John McClane. Oh
1: wow! You know Who that? Right? That's bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You, so you, you know can what? make a. Let me see. Let me find the whole. You can take a guess. Take a guess. Get a,
1: I would have to say one Sylvester guess. Stallone.
0: That's right. Sylvester Stallone is one of them. Richard Gere, Clint Eastwood. These were these were all people who's offered to Harrison Ford.
1: They made they made big mistakes, but the movie would have been different yeah. if it was. You know, it, it would be
0: different. Been- yeah, and and you know what? It's like it's just like you know. Just say Harrison Ford. Let's just say Harrison say. Ford played John McClane and Bruce Willis played uh, Indiana Jones. Wow, be different. That would not be. That would be yeah, very would be, weird, right? right? I mean, that would be weird, but. <laughs> At the same time, that's all we know. Bruce Willis is Indiana Jones, and Harrison Ford is John McClain, but it still would be different. it would be, yeah, be so uh, I mean, I odd. Don't know. It would be odd. It would be odd. But, uh, yeah, so a lot, of, uh, a lot of those guys were offered and turned down. Now, Bruce Willis got the no. role, and he was paid – Unheard of, some at that time, five million dollars. Wow, that's so great.
1: That's great. good that's for awesome. him. Well,
0: he was um, coming
1: off of winning uh, moonlighting, moonlighting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's very unlikely action star. He wasn't big muscle. Yeah, he muscle, was. Yeah, you know that's what. They yeah, say. we
0: don't we don't really think about that now. <laughs> you know, and then he's in Die Hard, and it's like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Okay. <laughs> um. And there have been, so Die Hard, yeah, Die Hard 2, Die Hard 2 is good. Die Hard with a Vengeance mm-hmm. is good. Live Free or Die Hard is good. Now, A Good Day to Die Hard, the last one in the series, that's not as good. <clears throat> it's okay. What, what do you think about that one?
1: Uh, well, you know, the, the thing is, this, it's like uh, one thing, you can't, it's very hard to top the first one. I find it to be very, very difficult to top it. It just becomes—it's a franchise now, and you know, just keep making movies that.
0: Die Hard. Yeah, but I mean, with the at least at least with the Die Hard series, Die Hard Two is really a solid movie, and so is so is Die Hard with a Vengeance. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the first three are like all really solid and really uh, surprising that they could be. I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, the quality is like. Well, they, up there, they, it doesn't seem lazy. Those don't seem lazy in any way. No, and "Live Free can, or Die Hard" was like, it's pretty good. But a good day to die hard is generally considered the weakest in the series, and I have to agree with that.
1: It just they, doesn't in rusher, right? In yeah, Russia. it
0: just doesn't feel as good.
1: I I enjoy the Die Hard movies. I may enjoy one bit more than the other. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. I like. Yeah. Yeah, I can watch them. I do like them. The number two on the airplane. Who did that? On an that was airplane, R- and if Renny R- that's crazy, right? No, but I'm. I mean, saying... had like,
0: some. It's had some really. Uh,
1: and John Amos,
0: good directors for the series. So I mean, John McTiernan uh, directed the first one, of course. The so, and John McTiernan, I mean. Golly, I mean, he's he brought us Predator, The Hunt for Red October, Medicine Man, Last Action Hero. He directed the third Die Hard, The 13th Warrior, and then he kind of stumbles with Rollerball. Uh, of course, he also did the remake of Thomas Crown Affair, which I found a, a slog, a slog of a movie. But I mean, he's pretty, he's he's, for the most part, he's a pretty solid director right there. What do you think?
1: i would have to agree with you about that too i would have to agree with that i mean he brought you he brought such like he s- told the story in a way that you made you feel like you were in it i don't know that's how i felt like I was yeah. inside the screen you know what I yeah
0: <laughs> oh yeah um yeah so uh as you said he goes to uh He's from New York. His wife took a job and moved out to LA and uh, she got a promotion out there. Right. And uh, she's pretty high up in the company Mm. over there. So he is coming out there to see the family, but she is at a uh, celebration party for a a, uh, big merger, some kind of a deal that the company did. But it happens to be on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So they're kind of having... They're kind of saying it is a Christmas Eve party, but it's really a uh, celebration of their business deal. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to find what the business deal was. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what
1: it was either.
0: But yeah, it was a big deal for them. Uh, So that's why they were having the party. Um, So... uh,
1: Is the guy... yeah. so the main so, guy
0: there yeah yeah so they uh and then that's when the terrorists move in when he gets to the office tower sees his wife uh, talks to his wife a little bit that's when they come and they the terrorists take over now they're not mm-hmm. really terrorists are they what are they doing mark they're not really they're,
1: they're not really terrorists they're just pretty much common thieves they're just like going in and stealing the... Uh, they want to get the... Um, they want to get the uh, the safes open and steal, uh, steal from the safe and take everything and then just leave. They want to get a plane and get out of there. That's all they're doing. They're not really the... They're not really terrorists. They just play mm-hmm. upon... They think... They make them think they're terrorists, but they're just common thieves. That's all they are. They just want to get... Uh, they're trying to steal um the the bonds they're like um what do you call they're trying to they want the codes to get all the you know all the um
0: yeah so they're they're trying to steal that and I think they did a pretty good job with uh, the uh, misdirection mm-hmm. you know that the terrorists oh, were doing because yeah. they were going to blow up the roof mm-hmm because they counted on the FBI coming in and choppers coming to the roof. And this was pretty nasty thing to do. It seemed like they were going to blow the roof up with all the hostages up there on the roof, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So they were going to kill all of them. So, you know, shooting a couple in between is, is nothing to them.
1: (laughs) They were, yeah. Um,
0: But yeah, so uh, he is stuck there. John McClane is stuck there with no shoes on. Because he, he meets <laughs> a nut, nut ball on the plane who says, make fists with your toes. And <laughs> this, this nut ball, you know who that was?
1: I can't remember his name. I know I've seen the actor before. I just can't remember his name. I
0: recognize that guy. He's an odd-looking dude. And he is in The Ernest Saves Christmas. And I recognize him from that because <laughs> he, he plays that sleazy agent for the yeah his name is joe in that movie uh you know the guy who is supposed to take over as santa claus and and uh yeah fist with your toes i've never done that uh, but uh <laughs> john McClane said it worked because he's there and it it, it works supposedly so, <laughs> so he was he was pretty happy with that um uh, but yeah he gets caught with his shoes off and he gets to make a fun uh there's a fun line later when uh, he's like somebody notices he's barefoot and he says it's better than being caught with your pants down. <laughs> I love <Yeah>. the comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it's, it's it, doesn't, it, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's forced and it's just trying to hit you in the face. It just feels very natural that it's there. <laughs> um, I mean, he makes some quips but it's not like the other quips in other action movies. I, I don't think. Like, uh, what uh, about Cheesy,
1: you? cheesy quips. It's not. It's not. It's yeah. more natural. Yeah,
0: more it just natural. seems like okay. I would have said that <laughs> if I was yeah, in that. it's,
1: it's, it's way um, more natural.
0: Yeah. So let's uh let's talk about uh, Reginald Vell Johnson He's in this. Yeah, What's yeah. what is he doing in it? What's he do? What's his character?
1: He's a he plays a cop, and it seems like Reginald Vell Johnson, That's his. He always plays a cop for some reason. Every movie. Every TV show, but he plays a cop and he's on his way. Uh, he stops in the 7 he he's getting some uh Twinkies, and he says, That's for my wife. He says, It's for my wife, the Twinkies. No, uh, and he goes, Yeah, <laughs> sure, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> he says, yeah, because yeah,
0: yeah. that that uh cashier is giving him a hard way to go for some reason, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm you know, instead of saying,
0: uh, "Why don't you go get a case of Twinkies?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he gets that he gets that call to go and investigate the building because John McClane has gotten on an emergency frequency. You can see by this time he has taken out one, maybe two of the chairs, and got a walkie-talkie. And there's an emergency frequency he gets on and calls the cops, but they think he's just. He's Pretty pranking them because he yeah, pulled yeah. the fire alarm and the fire alarm, uh, didn't work because the terrorists were able to deter them from coming. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, he,
0: yeah. he's got to walk by. So when he gets up there and looks around, uh, in the lobby, what's he do then? What happens then?
1: Well, when he gets up in, uh, the, when he walks in the lobby, he sees the guy sitting there and standing there. Let me take a look. He, the guy who looks like to me he looks like Yui Lewis I don't know why I always he does he like does I, I've always
0: <laughs> thought that too
1: <laughs> <laughs> So he goes in let me take a look uh, see what's going on so it be unbe- un, uh, you know uh, he doesn't know uh, that there's another guy over there standing and waiting to like shoot shoot him he doesn't even know that guy's standing there waiting so he's walking Well, I'll take a look around myself. So he's like yep. looking around and then the guy walks and he's going over towards the elevators and there's another guy with a gun there. I don't know if you noticed that.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah.
1: So he's ready to just kill him. So he turns around and he shakes his head. He's like, oh, there's nothing going on here. So he walks yep. out. Now, Bruce Willis, well, you know, if you want to get to that, sees him leaving and starts yep. shooting out the window.
0: Yeah, so uh, while he is down there and uh, looking in the lobby, Bruce Willis is fighting Terrace upstairs. Yeah, and as he's seeing him leaving, he's freaking out over it, so he smashes out the window and throws a body oh, <laughs> yeah. out the window that uh, lands on his car.
1: Yeah, he backs up, and he backs
0: up. which is nice. And then <laughs> all then the down. terrorists start shooting at him. Yeah. I'm calling him terrorists, but I mean they're... Yeah, so uh they start shooting at him and th- that's when they bring in all the cops and that's when we get to meet one of our favorite jerk faces
1: <laughs> Paul Gleason.
0: Oh my gosh, is that all he's ever in? Is this like
1: he's always a jerk?
0: Yeah, we're looking for <laughs> We're looking for a jerk This is a jerk face character, so let's call Paul Gleason. Yeah, right? So, he's you know, in the 80s it. when you had some jerk face character, that's who it was.
1: He played a jerk also, Miss, uh, Clarence Beaks, in uh, Trading Places.
0: He was a uh-huh. jerk there, too. Yeah. And probably his uh, his best-known jerk role. <laughs> the principal. What's that? The in, princ- uh, breakfast club. Oh, yeah, the breakfast club. He was the principal, yeah. I was just going to say breakfast club, but, yeah, exactly. He is a jerk face in that, and he's a <laughs> jerk face. And so, yeah, we've made lots of... This is a jerk face. Yeah. And I think he was a jerk face in Maniac Cop three too, because I see <laughs> Yeah,
1: he's in that I one. I know too, that he
0: people. was in that and I think he was a jerk. I don't remember. I'm actually gonna I don't to
1: think he it. was a jerk face in that. He he didn't really he wasn't in a movie that long.
0: He was a jerk in that. Sure. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I think you're right. I think I was surprised when I watched it that yeah, he's in it. Well, he's not a jerk in this. What's going on?
1: <clears throat> I need a laugh cooler.
0: <laughs> no, you did not. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it's got it's got a lot of uh, nice side bits like that. So there's a nice bit with uh, the limo driver who meets oh. John McClane at the airport. Argyle. Argyle. So Argyle says, "Well, I'll wait here for you in case." Things go, don't go right with your wife, and then I can get you, I yeah. can get you to mm-hmm. someplace to stay. So he pulls <laughs> in the parking garage, and he's just having a blast in the limo because, you know, he gets to take part in all of the 80s yeah. technology Yeah, that's available, um, a tape deck, <laughs> <All the> tape <laughs> uh, deck. a bar, <laughs> yeah, so things like that. A big um, bear in a so, Yeah, so what about, uh, what about the action sequences? How do, how do you uh, think they hold up today? Because I've been talking to a lot of people about, you know, what is like the oldest movie you've seen? And I've got some surprising answers. Um, I've had some people say, I won't watch a movie. And I this is just an odd thing to me because yeah. I've never felt this way about movies. I won't watch a movie made before this year insert your own year there because <laughs> the action wasn't very good or there is no good action movies and I, I actually heard this last week there's no good action movies made before 1980 like what it's not true That's like not what true. okay so this one is 1988 but how do you think these action sequences hold up today
1: I will re- these action sequences today I think uh, a lot of times I think they're they can even be better than what's out now because they're more realistic. Like I felt like they're more real. I don't know. I feel like the new stuff, the CG, it just, I, I'm not saying everything I'm saying the CGI and all that sometimes could be a little too outlandish and you want more practicality. You know what I mean? You, you just want to, uh, You want to see something that will tell it, will move a story along and not be too crazy. And I don't think, I think the action sequences are, don't get too crazy. You know what I mean? Like they're just on on the point that they need to be. That's how I feel about this movie. Mm -hmm. If it was more more destruction and blowing, I, I, I don't think I would be, too like enthusiastic about it i think the way it is now that's why i feel like it's a perfect movie the way it is now the way every sequence comes together smoothly like it does even the action sequences i think just makes this movie perfect mm-hmm. i don't want uh, i don't want a massive explosions and crazy, like uh, CGI. I don't. I'm not big on that stuff. You know, just me.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Uh, I think these action sequences are. Uh, I, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to search for the right term. I, I think they are perfect. These action sequences. <clears throat> um, I and and I think you're right. I think they are more. Real feeling and not yeah. so outlandish because you know, ever, I mean, ever since the Matrix, they do a lot, they'll do a lot of slow motion all the time everywhere. Yeah. There's a little bit of slow motion in Die Hard, <clears throat> not that much. <clears throat> but the, and then, the, you know, you'll get to see them jumping around on the walls and a lot of action movies now. And it's just like, How, who does that? nobody who could really do that, now, you know. Oh. I mean, and that, that's the other thing. John McClain was supposed to be, you know, an everyman. you know, he's, he's a cop. He's a good cop. I guess they don't really go into, uh, I think he's a good cop. Um, but you know, he can't jump around on walls and do backflips and all that and spin around and no shoot like that. Now, something else, that... this ties into what we we're talking about that I didn't know. So the book, um, Joe Leland is actually a uh, incredibly. <laughs> um, oh no, I lost it. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, so he's a experienced older man working as a high power security consultant. So I mean, he's like, and he's over sixty, in the book. Yeah. So he's like well, this incredible guy who can do all this stuff, according to what I'm getting from this little description. And the book is also darker. And uh, they describe it as uh, nihilistic in tone. Like, oh, wow. That sounds <laughs> wow. See, I mean, that sounds like that might really work in the book. But uh, I do like that change that they made from the movie, because, you know, you're you're along for the ride with Bruce Willis and he's kind of relatable, right? I mean, he's kind of like we were talking earlier i mean he's really one of the reasons the movie is good because he's likable
1: you know and and you could say that the first time he just made his way from moonlighting to that movie nobody ever thought that he would even be good at it you know they didn't think that bruce willis could 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 work in this movie and he did he just proved them all wrong Amazing, amazing.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely did. So, uh, how does this end? Does the villains get away, or does John McClain stop them? So, stop. If you haven't seen this movie, you might want to go watch it and then listen to the rest of this. But I think everybody's seen this movie, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> probably
0: man. most people see this movie.
1: Well, now you, um, it's just a spoiler alert here, right? That's what you... <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah. So you... Um, so I'll give you five seconds, guys, just to turn this show up because I'm going to tell you what happened. <laughs> so it's just at it. five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, go ahead there. John That they don't get away. He gets every every single one of them. They go That's away. Right. They don't get
0: away. He stops them all. Yep. And there was that great scene when uh, he is, I mean, there's a really good fight scene with one of the, Oh yeah. yeah. The terrorists brother, where brother. he, he, uh, yeah, he had killed his brother earlier and that guy's really pissed off. It's a really brutal scene too. Oh, yeah. not,
1: oh my God. Yeah.
0: It doesn't look like they're <laughs> going easy nice. on each other. Then he, he strangles him and hangs him with oh. a chain. Oh, yeah. Around his neck. Um, So, I mean, that's pretty good. But what happens to Hans Gruber? Hans Gruber,
1: uh, they are, I'll set it if they are up on um, one of the floors. And uh, they're, Huey Lewis is on one side. (laughs) (laughs) I have to go with Huey Lewis. Hans Gruber is in near the window, and he's got John McClain's Ex-wife or wife or i sometimes some I kind of think they were divorced or not divorced or whatever. Um, so he's got the gun uh, taped in his back or around his back. So he's got his hands up, and so they start to converse a little bit, and um, and then they start laughing. Like he start—well, he starts to laugh, and then um, John McClain starts to laugh. And they're like laughing and laughing and laughing, and uh, the next thing you know, it's got one bullet, one bullet, or uh, two bullets in the chamber. I, I, I think it's, no, it's two bullets in the chamber. Yeah, he's just got those two bullets. Now he can't miss, so he yep. shoots Huey Lewis, and then he shoots Hans Gruber, but he doesn't shoot Hans Gruber in the head. <laughs> so now they're going out, they're ready to fly out the window and she's got um she's caught uh on his uh his watch on her watch her watch the watch that she got from uh from Takagi mm-hmm. for doing a great job so he tries to get that neck. <laughs> he had a watch you are doing a great job that that, that watch pretty much either could have killed her saved her, and it saved her life (laughs) so so, you know what a little tidbit here that maybe you might not know Um, when they uh, when Alan Rickman as an actor went out the window they yelled they were going to give him a a countdown I don't know if you knew this but they were going to give him a countdown and they said they were going to give him like five seconds and they'll drop him they didn't do that They (laughs) got the fear in Alan Rickman's eye when they dropped him after three seconds without him knowing. (laughs) That's why he has that. um, He didn't realize he's going to be dropped in three seconds.
0: Oh, very nice. He wanted a real
1: feel, you know, he wanted, he wanted to be very realistic looking.
0: Yeah. So they got him. All the chairs are gone. And uh, he goes back. He gets back with his wife, doesn't he?
1: He gets back with his wife. They're downstairs. And uh, the cop, he he hugs the cop. And then next thing you know.
0: What?
1: What happens after that? After he's talking to the cop and he gets down And he he goes to the cop, and the cop and turns around. They duck, and guess who comes out of the door, ready to shoot? Who's that? The brother.
0: The brother, yes.
1: The brother with the chains around him. He got out, and he go ready to shoot the cop, and he Reginald Johnson's character shoots and kills him. And he never he 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 never picked up a gun. After he killed the kid years ago, that's what, and then this is the the last thing he does.
0: That's right. (laughs) Absolutely right. Um, So I think now we're into the whole, um, I roll my eyes a lot when I hear this talk, but we're going to do it anyway and I'll try (laughs) to take a position. I don't have a position, Mm -hmm. but I'll take a position. Um, so it sounds to me, you know, here recently in the past few years, I've been starting to see these articles about how Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Okay. So, where are you? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? <laughs>
1: well, not a Christmas movie. It, it has tone, undertones of Christmas, but because it's set on Christmas Eve, you know what I mean? So, yeah uh it could be it could be perceived as a christmas movie by plenty of people but out of bruce willis's mouth it is not a christmas movie
0: okay good <laughs> so where yeah. so what do you think
1: i don't think i think it's perceived as a christmas movie for my personal cases i could watch it any time of the year Uh, And a lot of people like it doesn't you're not going to connect it with uh, a Christmas story uh, Home Alone you know you're not going to connect it with yeah so for
0: you uh, it's not a Christmas movie is that what I'm hearing
1: it's it's not a Christmas movie it could be perceived as a Christmas movie that's
0: all So yeah I mean and I've had this talk with a couple of people and it's astonishes me how far they're willing to go with it and I'm just like Mm -hmm. There's, there's a, There are Christmas movies and then there are movies that are set at Christmas.
1: That's what it, That's what this
0: is. And this is a movie set at Christmas because then I'm like, well, that's going to be exhausting because then you'll have to say every single movie that's set at Christmas is a Christmas movie. And another yeah, one man. I'm thinking of right off the top of my head is Batman Returns. <clears throat> movie set at Christmas. Oh, yeah. Not a Christmas it movie. It, it's not a Christmas <laughs> movie. So, you know, and then, and then, you know, like I said earlier in the show, they ain't having that party because it's a Christmas Eve. Is not a Christmas Eve party. They're having that party because they had a uh, and they say it in the movie. The celebration. It's a celebration of their oh, business thing that they completed. Which yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I it was don't some. Remember. It was a big I, business I, I, deal because they they say yeah oh yeah this is and we're celebrating this oh and it's Christmas Eve so. You know who was this? Yeah. If if people want to say it's a Christmas movie and they want it to be a Christmas movie just because they want an action Christmas movie. Yeah. There actually are action Christmas movies too that are Christmas movies. Uh, Jingle All the Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being one, you know. I mean it's not really a shoot 'em up
1: uh, No, it's <laughs> a, Action Christmas it movies, a movie, but
0: it's a fun movie. It's got some action in it. There's some fights in it. But yeah, so yeah. So, uh, well, uh, I uh, actually thought that you were going to take the Christmas movie. Uh... No, <laughs> it's just
1: perceived as one. No, wow. I would. I know it's so not. So you,
0: you're, you're, uh, you're kind of like where I'm at. That if you want to think it's a Christmas movie, you can, and if it, you don't, then you don't <laughs> have to. Is that where you you're can, at too?
1: You can have a. Uh, you can. You can have a. Um, you can watch it every year at Christmas and say to yourself, yeah, this is my, this is my Christmas movie with my Home Alone and my, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my Christmas story. But it's really not a Christmas movie. It is just perceived and set at Christmas. That's what it is. That's all. Yeah.
0: Well, There's I agree. no
1: argument there. There's no argument
0: there. Well, you know, Mark, you would be surprised at how far people will go to to actually argue that, because I, I've talked to people and they go, and, I, and and you know, you just try this in the next few days when you're at work. Just talk to people about it, and just see if you can find somebody that's like, it's a Christmas movie, and that's that. And I will defend that until my dying day that it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> I've well, I've talked to people like that. I was like, okay, I I don't really care if you want it to be a Christmas movie. Go right ahead. I
1: so don't the, I don't um, care. <laughs> the main people tell you it is not a Christmas movie. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I think they know what they're talking about.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> hair, <laughs> hair, you <know>? hair, 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> hair. So, since this is a film series, and we don't do this all the time, but a lot of times we do that, we do complete the film series. Are we going to, or would you be game to come back and do? die hard 2 and uh, the rest of the die hard movies hell yeah all right yeah we can do that because I'm not sure I that we've covered series. an entire action movie series I know we've done some action movies before mm-hmm. yeah we've covered all kinds of different movies and we've covered every genre um so it'll be it'd be fun to do this
1: oh definitely the series I, 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 I like yeah I like this series I mean, they, I think they struck gold with this series.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did. Um, okay. So, final thoughts.
1: If you have not gone and seen this movie, uh, I feel bad for you because you're really missing out on an, a great, great movie. Either you think or not, it's a Christmas movie. Or, a, or not a Christmas movie or a Christmas, whatever you want to think, it's fine with you. You can you can put your Christmas tree up and put a TV next to it and play dar, Die Hard for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and think it's a Christmas, that's fine with me. But watch it. You will be blown away.
0: Absolutely, I second that. Um Yeah, Die Hard, I hadn't seen it in a few years, watched it again, I think the movie still holds up, I think it's fantastic, and uh, it is regarded today as one of the best action movies ever made, and I can't argue that, I think it's a really solid movie, the writing is really solid, the action is solid, the acting is solid, everything about this movie is solid, so i uh, tend to agree with your assessment mark that this probably is a perfect movie so if you don't think if you're listening and you go die hards not a perfect movie and then there's a, here's its flaws for me blah blah well you know what send us a message about it it's fun to talk about that oh yeah i want to hear about
1: that i would like to hear what you think about the flaws that would be that would make that would be great i wouldn't know what the flaws are on it I bet you they can't come up with one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. As always, uh, thank you, Mark, for being on. And Mark is the host of the Toys of Time Gone By. Uh, Check him out. He is the foremost expert on MOTU that I know. Uh, So if you want to go get some uh, noise or some uh, discussion about Motu toys, which are awesome toys, uh, go on over there and check out the Toys of Time gone by. All right, Mark, thanks for being on. Thank you for having me. All right, absolutely, and we'll uh, talk to you all next time.
1: All right.